Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Rootless Talk. And yeah, man, it is Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday, and it is is, is time to get into Monday Night Raw as we are inching a little bit closer to money in the bank. The fact that it's already halfway through 2023 is just freaking insane, and I feel like we've we've already gone through like a gazillion pay-per-views, Brian, at this point. It is freaking (laughs) insane, but we're going to, of course, go into Monday Night Raw as well. Of course, you know, stuff with Seth Rollins and his first title defense, so we're going to talk a lot about that. Cody Rhodes in a Miz TV segments. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump all into that in just a second. But before we do, um, Brian, the first thing that I do want to mention in regards to um, you know, in, in regards to anything right now, especially with Raw, and that is with Roman Reigns. You know, and and I want to make this clear, and I want to kind of paint the picture here a little bit because I know over the past number of months, right, we've a lot of people have been on two different sides of the fence. There's the people that, you know, that were, you know, were okay with Roman Reigns defending his title at, at, at WrestleMania and April 2nd. And then there's people like us that, you know, for justified reasons that it was a booking botch, Cody should have won regardless of how anybody feels, right? That's just their personal preference. If that's how people genuinely feel, if that is their honest feelings and opinion, then that's totally fine. But then there's the facts, right? We we always talk about opinions. A lot of opinions are spewed across this wrestling community. But then there's the facts. The fact is, is that ever since WrestleMania, nothing has made sense. In regards to Cody's booking, in regards to the draft, and even in regards to just Roman Reigns holding the titles in general. Because let me ask people for who are listening to this right now. Over the past two months, what is it about Roman? What is Roman Reigns doing right now? Despise despise his a thousand days, because he has to get to a thousand days in his title reign. What call is it for him? to hold on to that title right now, especially of what he's involved in the bloodline, that bloodline, like I find it, Brian, hard to believe that without those championships, the, this, this feud or this story with the bloodline would be any, any less special than it already is. Seriously, because you don't need any of the, you don't need titles in regards to this, this story that you're telling. Because Jay should not be winning this title against Roman. Should just should not happen. Jimmy should not be winning the title. Even Solo Sokoa should not be winning that title, right? So nothing about this story needs to involve this title at all. And it's an effect everything else in the process. It's affected the draft, this world heavyweight championship, this brand split, this, suppo- this supposed brand split, and even Cody Rhodes. Right, Cody Rhodes, he's involved in a feud where, on paper, Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes, that's a feud. Hey, take my freaking money. That sounds freaking cool if you book it properly. But nothing has made sense because there's just no explanation of why there's there's an attack in the first place. And there's just no substance. It's like a car. It's like it's hard to drive this beautiful car that you just bought. 
But if there's no engine to the car, then it's going to be pretty hard to freaking drive, right? A, a feud has to have substance. One-sided story too, because Brock isn't even there. Exactly. Brock is hardly even there because he's also part-time. So Cody Rhodes has to tell that story on his own. So again, regardless of how anybody feels, oh, I feel like Roman should have, he should have won because, you know, it was the right call. But if you look back at it, what as of right now that Roman Reigns has done over the past two months that, again, besides his 1,000 days, that he should be holding on to this title? What about this title that's that's so important that needs to be told about this bloodline storyline? What What is it? Because he went home after WrestleMania. He's been gone for over a month and a half, freaking sipping on his pina coladas, going on a six-month vacation, whatever the hell he's doing. And props to him. if he's on. And that's the thing. The part-time schedule is not even my problem. If he wants to be on a part-time schedule, that's totally fine. He could come back and be a more diabolical heel, and he can still tell this beautiful, beautiful storyline with the bloodline, with the Usos, with Sol Sokoa, and Paul Heyman to boot. But the, it's the fact that he's still holding on to this title that just rubs me the wrong way. And that's the fact. Ever since WrestleMania, nothing ever since then has made sense. That's just the fact, man. That That is just, you know, that there's your opinion of how you personally feel about it. And then there's the facts and how everything in the business, and if you pay attention closely to it, if you dissect it properly, you can tell that nothing is hitting. Everything is flat. Everything is underwhelming because nothing makes sense. And everything is just, just gone off the deep end. And, and that's just the reality. That's just the fact of it. So before I go any further, Brian, uh, your thoughts in regards to how you feel about Roman Reigns' title right now and where your head is at in regards to all this. Oh yeah. That's a lot, man. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I uh, does the title need to be involved for the the bloodline story? Yeah, absolutely not. However, I will say because I, I think, I mean, Roman's not losing it anytime soon. Again, it's it's like then in that case, then you know, yeah, you could you could think about the Rock or whatever coming back, but I would think that if you're telling it this long and with investing also in Jay, Jimmy, and Solo, like if he is going to keep the title and lose it at some point, I, as of right now of who's who we know is in the story. Um, yeah. I, I think it would have to be one of them that would eventually beat him. Um, but yeah, that being said, like, you know, it, it doesn't need a title. Um, yeah. And the, the, the Cody thing and, and should he even be having it right now? Um, again, we've mentioned that many times over, uh, you're you're just you're not gonna ca- recapture that um, with Cody, especially telling no. the fake story after the re- the real story already happened. Um, so yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yep. I don't know, um, but I will say, man, I like I've heard you know just you know rumor it, again. It's all what is um oh God, I can't think of the guy's name. Does a lot of podcasts, but um, rumors and innuendo. Um, but yeah, I, the more, the, the longer and the more I think about it, man, I, yeah, Roman's going to be holding on to this title for a while. Like I, mm, um, would, would he lose it at next WrestleMania? Eh, you know, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, 
you know, something I read uh, recently, and I could totally see them doing this. And could it work? Yeah, especially given, you know, the fact that it's Roman, and yeah, he could pull it off. But I, I you know, I don't know if it's, this would involve him losing it and then regaining the title, but I think eventually he's coming around to face again, and he's mm-hmm. going to be the or a face champion. Yeah. Um, at some point down the road, it's it's you know it's inevitable to happen. That yeah, maybe that really is the plan that he's going to hold on to this and eventually somehow some way evolve in. Because if you remember, man, like they tried really, really, really hard to have Roman be that babyface champion years ago, and 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 now the fact that he's grown so much and like now, I think he could pull it off. Because I, I mm-hmm. think it would kind of be in his character or in his terms and the evolution of it rather than it being something forced down your throat. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. There's so many places you could go with Roman. Um, it, ultimately, I would prefer him. I, I would prefer Cody to have the title right now. In, in, in my fantasy booking world, Cody should have the title and Roman should be telling the story with the bloodline. Um, so yeah, man, but I, (laughs) he's going to be holding on to it for a while, man. Um, I think at this point, definitely past Hogan. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of Hulk Hogan, you know, cause we, and we have mentioned about that, uh, over the past several weeks, how I think it's pretty obvious that it's clear as day that they want Roman Reigns to come either pretty close or even surpass Hulk Hogan's title reign. And that's where I'm going to give a few statistics. And this is where we talk about the facts. And I love to talk about facts and facts and statistics on this platform, because again, I'm not one of those platforms on this, on this channel or in this community, just talk my opinion, because again, opinions are like assholes. We all got one, Brian, and they're usually just full of shit, right? But here's some statistics that might shock a lot of people um, in regards to Roman Reigns' title right now. I know a lot of people are holding this against Roman about, oh, well, you know, it's, 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 it's easy to hold that title for a certain amount of time because of this certain amount of days he has off this and this and that. And trust me, I hear where those people are coming from. A lot of people are against that. They don't want to hear it. They just want to put on the earmuffs. Right. But here's some, here's some statistics to kind of clear the air a little bit in regards to Roman Reigns in the past three years of his title reign. He has had over, he's had 28 title defenses in 33 months. That has been 32 pay-per-views in that, in, in that time frame. That's not bad. Um, and then, and that is a total of 117 matches so far total that he is, that he has fought and defended that title as such. And if you compare that to Hulk Hogan, in his 1474 oh, yeah. day title reign he has held he held that title it was for well, for matches total it is 171 matches in total so if you think about it roman reigns is still on pace to be somewhat close or hell even he can still surpass that number because of how well the first two years have been i mean because we know that over the past year or so, that's when he has taken a heavily part-time schedule and it's kind of affected also it's affected the process in regards to how we feel about the, the the title reign in general. But 
But those are the stats, man. Like people think like, oh, he's not defending the title. He's not doing this. Well, he 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 actually is putting up, he's actually defended this title pretty frequently. And again, that's of course in the first two years, you know, when he, he wasn't having that heavily part-time schedule as he does yeah. now. Um, and again, you like I said, you can think those first two years, but um, so but Tom, here's the thing. Statistics again. What was Hogan's? So Hogan, so his total matches. So obviously his 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 days were the days that he held that title was one thousand four hundred and seventy four days. Right. The total amount of matches that he that he had and defended the title was a total of one hundred and seventy one matches. For Roman Reigns, it's been one hundred and seventeen as of right now. Um. Gotcha. So like I said. He, he's on it. But here's the thing, though, and this is where I'm going to get to that in just a second. So, again, I'm just bringing up statistics. I'm just bringing up some facts here in regards to people, you know, oh, it's like he's not defending the title, this and that. Well, there you go. You know, and again, you can think those first two years, like I mentioned. But if he but here's the thing, you're starting to see the drop off of that. I mean, he was already gone for a month and a half to two months. If he kind of continues this charade, though, Brian, it's going to be. It is going to be pretty hard to catch up that number because I know a lot of people in regards to even this even this company wants to kind of compare that reign because hell he's catching up to that freaking number you know so so that so that that's where Roman is at right now um, it's just so to, but my point is is that even though Roman reigns and again regardless of the a thousand days and all that stuff and WrestleMania thirty nine. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, was the biggest booking botch of all time. That's not my personal opinion. That's not my personal feelings. That is a straight fucking fact. Because if you notice the draft, the world championship, and everything else in regards to this company makes no sense. The bloodline's doing well. That's great for them. Mm -hmm. But the world title is now being just held hostage. That's what it's doing. Because you're just telling the bloodline story, but what does that involve the world championship? Or I guess the, the undisputed championship, whatever the fuck you want to call it now. Um, it's just being held hostage. Like, especially, so there was a place, right? And I'm going to get back to you, Brian, in just a second here. When he defended it against Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber, there was a place for that title because he's dealing stuff with Jey Uso because we didn't know where Jey Uso's head was at. There was a story told about that. But then, of course, you also had Sami Zayn and challenging Roman for that title. So the title had a place then. But now, there's no place for it. And that's what I mean that it, it's the title is not needed. You can disagree all you want. That's just the truth in a nutshell. But Brian, your final thoughts before we get into Monday Night Raw here. Uh, first, I, I was kind of surprised Hogan had defended it that much. I, you know, was thinking it would be far less. Yeah, um, and that's the that's that's the thing, right? You would think it would be far less than 171 because yeah, of how yeah. how you know part time and how he didn't defend that title as much in in his career. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, just you know, theoretically speaking, if, if we want to just you know extrapolate that out to to Hogan's run, I mean, so what he's got maybe another year and a half or so to go um, something like that yeah mm -hmm. i mean so so okay you say what 12 pay-per-views and then and then what maybe he has 10 at least the current the pace he's going right now maybe if we're lucky 10 other matches throughout the year so 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, he'd fall way short of Hogan. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Like it, the bloodline story does not need the title. Exactly. Um, yep. But it, it seems like, I mean, yeah, WWE is hell bent on, I don't know, man. I mean, it, unless, so I, I don't know when they would pull the trigger. Like what, you know, you talk about, we talk about ratings a lot, like, you know, Raw and SmackDown, they've been roughly around the, what, one, 1.5-ish, maybe? Yeah, 1.6, 1.7. Yeah, for money. so yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe if it, if this drew out and fans started, you know, maybe if WWE gets close to, like, a million or something, do they change shit up mm-hmm. then? I don't know. But until something like that happened, yeah, I, I think they have long-term plans for Roman, man, with the title. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And before before we get into Raw here, you know, I also want to make this statement clear because there's a lot of people, especially those people on TikTok, shout out to everybody on TikTok that comes across this platform. I also want to make this clear over the and, and I and I can understand, especially when you come across this platform for the first time, especially over the past couple of weeks, it just seems like we just we've just been shitting on this title reign because, oh, it's a thousand days and we're just sick of it. Guys, we have been advocates of this title reign ever since it's pretty much started three yeah. freaking years ago, right? We are advocates for long title reigns as long as it makes sense, as long as there's substance. And that's what it's been for pretty much two and a half freaking years in regards to Roman. And Roman's been perfect. Like I've been throwing up the freaking ones for the past two to three freaking years, bro. Nobody needs to tell me to acknowledge my tribal chief because I will do just that, right? Number one or two in our like our top five, you know, of the week. Right. Exactly, man. Just go back and look at all of our freaking top five wrestlers of the week. At least half of them. Hell, even more than that. Roman Reigns has been either number two or even number one in that freaking list every yeah. single time. So we freaking love Roman Reigns. We love this character, right? But there's comes a cross where you have to just put your fandom to the side and you have to think to yourself, okay, how is this helping the business? What is this accomplishing here? And like, what, what is the end goal and what is making sense, right? right. That's just it, man. And what made sense and what was the biggest botch, you know, over the past, I mean, shoot, I mean, going back, this was probably at least over the past five to 10 years, if I can think of, Brian. Sure. Cody Rhodes losing to Roman was a major fucking botch, man, because it doesn't matter about the thousand days or however many days Roman Reigns wants to hold on to that title. There comes a place to where your title reign just runs into a wall and it's time for that title to just be released. And it's not, it's no fault to Roman. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. You run into a wall, you know, the, t- the title reign, it's just at that point where it just, it has to change hands and you yeah. move on and you just, and you just, you have something for Roman, you know, you can have him tell this beautiful story with the bloodline and everybody goes out their merry way. But, but yeah. no, because yeah. you know, here we are and he's still holding on to a now beautiful gold, Freaking title, whatever that shit is, right? So that's it, man. About the title, um, you know, as long as they're keeping that, you know, WW, you know, the main, you know, focus of the belt. Um, just yeah. in, the, in those, you know, those kind of uh, type of belts. Uh, yeah, it probably is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, I, I was, I said this in the, what was it, the SmackDown review? I mean, it's, 
Again, it's better than that freaking blueberry title, man. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not bad. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's not like, it's not great, but it's not bad. If if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think maybe like there was some other pictures I found like online. I think it was on Twitter, like Instagram, whatever. Like there was like, cause it had like, cause when they showed the title, like on TV, like on the, when they revealed the title. I think it was like, you know, the lighting was on and it just looked very weird. But if you look at it, but if you look different pictures at it, it's actually yeah. not, it's actually not too bad. Right. right. Um, but this is kind of like, I, and I mentioned again in the SmackDown review, it's kind of something that they had to do, especially when, if you're trying to carry this other world heavyweight championship, you right. know, that's trying to be just as prestigious. It's, it'd be still weird to just have Roman still hold on to two other titles. It just makes no yeah. sense, but. But, but yeah, just to kind of end this, guys, it's, again, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, again, that's just your personal opinion. And you you guys are fully that, – that's, that's your opinion. You stick by that, right? But there comes a time where we need to talk about the facts. And the, facts, and the fact is that nothing ever since WrestleMania has made sense, and it's affect everybody besides the bloodline. It's affect everybody in the process. I mean, and that's just, just what just it think is about this. To, if, if we want to close it out here, like what would be better for the company, even monetarily and merchandise wise, right? Like you right now. So you have pretty much the bloodline story. That's, that's the biggest thing. And in my opinion, at least like Cody and Seth and Brock, like they're substantially further down as far as making sense or just any continuity or anything like that. So I mean, you couldn't convince me that that WWE wouldn't be better off both, again, like merchandise sales and storytelling-wise, if you had this awesome story over on SmackDown with the Bloodline and this awesome story on Raw with Cody and the title and, you know, you could have him fight Brock for the title or Rollins or Damian Priest. Or, I mean, there's a number of guys I'd love to see him in a feud with. Um, so, yeah, I... I mean, it's kind of, it, to me, it feels like they shot themselves in the foot and <laughs> now they're absolutely they're scrambling for shit. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're just trying to find some type of lightning in a bottle, especially with this whole Cody broken arm shit. It's just like, you're trying to latch onto something that was, that was again, like you mentioned, Brian, a real life situation, a real life freaking injury. And you're trying to latch onto that about a broken arm and no, nobody's buying it, bro. Yeah. No, no, nobody's buying it and it's affecting Cody Rhodes at the process. Now, again, it's, it's grateful that freaking Cody Rhodes is just that freaking good and he can yeah. still stay afloat and still kind of keep himself somewhat over. But at the same time, it's just the momentum that he had going into mania versus right now. It's, it's just not the same, but we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit more about that, especially in regards to, you know, Roman Reigns, title reign moving forward. And of course, leading in closer into money in the bank, we'll, We'll have, and of course, this bloodline storyline as well as we'll talk a lot more about that going into SmackDown as well, um, and, and and of course future pay per views uh, moving Absolutely. forward in the near future. But but let's get into this show. Um, <laughs> what what can I say, man? It's just another just another Monday Night Raw, just another day at the office for Triple H, Paul Levesque, and, and these other suits and ties. Um, it's just. You know, and well, let's let's just start from the jump. Let's just jump straight into this. Let's just jump straight into the show because there's a lot we want. I'm sure, me, you know, same for you, Brian. There's a lot I'm sure you want to say in regards to this world title situation as well as this Cody situation. So let's jump into this, man. Let's just dive straight into it. Head first. Let's do it. 
Monday Night Raw, June 5th, 2023, live in Hartford, Connecticut. Our number one starts off with Seth frickin' Rollins himself. Comes out as music hits, he enters the ring. He says it's been two years since a world title was defended on Monday Night Raw. He says two years too long. And that's when, you know, even though we've already knew this ahead of time, that he was going to defend that title against Damian Priest. Damian Priest accepted the challenge or, or he, you know, he offered to accept the challenge on social media on Twitter. So we kind of knew that beforehand, um, you know, as this is setting up that main event between Damian Priest and Seth Rollins for that said title. Um, the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day come out. The, you know, Rollins is like cracking jokes, you know, freaking Damian Priest. I think he said something along the lines of like, oh, like the one person you should be uh, worried about is me. He's like, oh, well, Seth's like, oh, why is there two of you there? Like, do you guys hold each other's hands? Do you all like hold each other's hands when you go down the slide or when you use the bathroom? Does he hold your day? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> freaking about to use an inappropriate word. So I can, yeah. again, I can appreciate Seth trying to bring some humor out of it. He even poked fun at Finn Balor in regards to his, uh, his short title reign or whatever um, and, and things like that. So. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Damien Priest says some words. He's like, listen, I don't need Finn. I don't need Rhea. I don't need Dom to beat you tonight. And Finn kind of had a look where it's like, what the fuck did you just say, bitch? <laughs> like, um, so, you know, it's just Damien. So I guess they're hinting what Brian, uh, uh, uh not, I wouldn't say a split of the judgment day, but they're gonna, they're gonna escort Damien Priest out of the judgment day. Like I, that's just weird. I'm going to talk a lot more about that in just a second, but, um, so yeah, so Finn's face is like, what the hell did he just say over there? Um, he's like, you don't need me, dude. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, so Rollins says, or Rollins tells priest to leave the judgment day in the back. It's like, Oh, is that so? Well, why don't you just leave your, your goons in the back? Mm-hmm. And then Damien priest accepts. And he says, you'll just go down as the shortest title reign ever. And then Rollins responds, well, my title reign is already longer than his. And he just wants to freaking to, to, to Finn. So again, I, I, again, and this is what I mean. And I've said this, Brian, many occasions about these wrestlers. They're trying to make something out of nothing in regards to a dull start of the show, which we pretty much see. I mean, again, guys, I mean, how many times do we just see a person cut a promo? The next, the next person just comes out. They just talk a bunch of words and they set up a match every single week. So I, I appreciate Seth as in, you know, regardless of how I feel about this character for justified reasons, I just don't think it makes any sense. The character doesn't fit his baby face type of persona. It, that's just, it's just, it's just the reality of it. Um, so it just sets up a match for later on the night. So Damien priest, as we all know, is going to take an L in this match for the most part. And worth, and I'm thinking, why, 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 it's just this dude has now lost to, to 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 Bad Bunny. He even lost, guys. He lost in the semi. Oh no, it was the first round that triple threat match to compete for that said title. He wasn't pinned, but he still freaking lost the match. Seth Rollins was a part of the match, and now he's gonna lose this fucking this fucking match, man. I mean, and we've spoken very highly about Damian Priest, how this dude could be a legit a star in the company. I mean, they yeah. got to be careful of how they're booking this dude, man. I mean, this dude is going to take another big freaking loss. And at that point, you got to be like, well, I mean, wh- where does he go from here? I mean, I guess what to tell a story with the, with the judgment day and how he can be partially split. If they actually do that, Brian, I, I, it, I mean, motherfucker, I, <laughs> that's all I can say, man, is what the fuck 
are are we doing, man? I mean, Damian Priest out of I mean, who's he gonna be, be replaced, guys? JD McDonough. Is that is that the is that the replacement little old JD? I mean, guys, stop. I mean, guys, stop. I mean, listen, JD McDonough would 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 have a place, but not to replace Damian Priest, man. The no, fuck are we doing? In, in any faction, like you need a big guy, you know. Right. Like, you, yeah. You have little again. Yeah, this is no shade. This is the biggest guy in the faction. Right? That's right. Yeah. You yeah. can't have Dominic be the biggest. Fr- I mean, Rhea, I don't know. Maybe Rhea Ripley would be a freaking how the yeah. way she's been booked about even beating <laughs> up men over the past several months. I don't know. But to get rid of Damien out of all people of this, it's just like I, I don't understand what we're doing with this faction because that's what they're hinting, Brian. Am I right? I mean that that's the notion I'm getting. Like. Finn Balor's looking at him weird, and it seems like at some point down the road, Damian Priest just might get Das Boot. I don't know. But if that's the case, man, then fucking A, do we have a problem? Because um, that's just another whole situation that I'm just trying to wrap my head around. But, uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this opening segment? Uh, well, so I, I got to first give it up for uh, WWE and Seth Rollins, at least for, you know, the whole intention of this title was for the you know the champion to be there every week and defend it so at least they they followed through on that Mm -hmm. um but yeah like i've talked a lot about damian priest i think this guy has got i mean i think he's a star now but um Mm. i i think he could be one of the top if he's booked that such yeah Mm -hmm. um and i i think this is just it's um because I even I even said I think on one of our last podcasts like I could see him in the title picture or winning it in like a year or so. I just think this is way too soon, especially yeah. since you sort of had to, had him lose to Rollins already in the triple threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Bad Bunny. Um, but yeah, I do think I mean that was obviously uh, a Priest is turning face soon. Um, yeah, I, I think that was that was obviously a setup for that. Um, mm-hmm. And here's what I say about that. Like, uh, <clears throat> James, I don't know how you felt, but um, his, his old character, like when he was back when the, the baby face character with the, you know, shooting the arrow or whatever. Um, I mean, I was I was on board with that character. I mean, I will say it, it did kind of start to lose a little steam, but I felt he got himself over then and he was, you know, getting kind of hot. And now I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, obviously he's gotten bigger and better, you know, since joining the Judgment Day, but it just feels like, again, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, we talk about NXT call-ups, like, you know, they're getting this thing over, they're doing well, and you call them up and you have them just flip, change, change mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could, uh, similar things with, with uh, Damien here, you know, he, he got his character over, it was working for the most part. Um and then he, you know, turns heel, and he's done great, you know, absolutely. I, I love this character, and, you know, in the Judgment Day, but, um, yeah, it looks like he's going to turn back to face, and uh, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 we'll talk more about this, of course, because there's also some stuff that I do want to talk about in regards to Seth Rollins and this World Heavyweight Championship, but we'll, we'll save that for the main event later on in the show. But up next, we have... Um, our first Money in the Bank qualifying match, this was Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville. Uh, Sonya Deville, right from the jump, she almost takes out Chelsea Green, as Chelsea Green, of course, is at ringside on the apron. Trish Stratus and Zoe Starks, they come out uh, mid-match. Chelsea Green gets involved with a big boot to Becky Lynch's face. 
Becky Lynch is able to take out Chelsea Green during the match. Uh, DeVille rolls up Lynch while getting an assist from Chelsea Green with the ring ropes. The referee catches Chelsea Green. Uh, Lynch is able, and so you know that whole strategy didn't work with with Sonya Deville and Chelsea. Um, you know, Lynch catches Deville from the top rope into a manhandle slam, and Lynch wins the match. And Becky Lynch qualifies for the Money in the Bank or the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And this, I guess you can say, the spot ends with Becky and Trish and Zoe staring from the stage to the ring, and that is your match, and that is your segment. So. Uh, no, I mean, no, no harm, no foul. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I really wouldn't start the first match or the night off with it, to be quite honest with you. Um, that's just my personal pref. That's just, well, not my personal preference. That's just legit how, again, like I would not just start off with a money in the bank qualifying match after an opening segment, like you had earlier, not saying that the opening segment was good, but it's just, we knew Becky Lynch was going to win this match. It sure. kind of just. I don't know. I feel like the crowd just was not into it. This was just kind of really just kind of sucked the life out of Hartford, Connecticut, if if, if I'm being honest with you, Brian. Um, but in regards to, I mean, no harm, no foul. I mean, Zoe Starks, we know, you know, in regards to Natalia about her situation with Money in the Bank, you could tell a story with that. I mean, so far, I mean, I've, I've been I've been digging what all three of these ladies have been doing. I just hope the momentum continues with it. Um, but Becky Lynch is going to be in this match. Obviously, she's not going to win the briefcase, nor does she need to. Um, would be freaking stupid. That would make no sense. But yeah, I mean, that's really that's that's really all I got. So you know, but Brian, your your thoughts in regards to this match? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was meh. It's just a match, man. It was just an okay freaking match. It was. We knew that again. We knew ahead of time that Becky Lynch was going to win it. So. Yeah. That's pretty much. Well, that's say, pretty much I, it. I think Becky's winning Money in the Bank, and like, really, I, I don't want to see it, but yeah, I, I think she's. Yep, and I think they're gonna they're gonna try for Rhea and Becky, and um, mm. yeah, painted I, I a lot know. of pictures. You paint a lot of bad pictures in a lot of people's heads, Brian. <laughs> Just now, uh, but, but no, but hey, like that could legit freaking happen. I can legit yeah. freaking WWE doing some bullshit like that. And giving that freaking briefcase to Becky Lynch. I mean, if they legit do that, Brian, I swear to fucking God. Just really same the way, that, the same way that I spoke about Charlotte, Charlotte Flair potentially beating Asuka to win back her. What would it be now? We're sixth or seventh, sixteenth, seventeenth title yeah. reign. I will come onto this freaking camera and this microphone and fucking lose my shit because <laughs> that that would be fucking ridiculous. Um, just, yeah, I mean, out of, you know, out of EO Sky, Selena Vega, all these other potential women that you can build to something special that actually needs something like that. Yep. It would, I mean, come on, man, Becky freaking Lynch, bro. God, Brian, I hope you're wrong, man. But again, I wouldn't you be do. shocked if you, if you aren't wrong, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, but what we'll, we'll say, um, again, but as of right now, I, I don't mind what Trish, Zoe, and Becky Lynch are doing in the process. Um, I'm, I guess we're going to see that match. Cause it's curious because it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because they've also been hinting Becky potentially facing Rhea down the line. Do they do that at SummerSlam or do they do Trish and Becky at SummerSlam? It's going to be interesting to see yeah. how everything kind of unfolds in regards to all this, but we'll talk more in regards to that as we get closer to money in the bank, but let's move on into the show. 
Um, up next, we had Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens uh, backstage talking the bloodline situation again, <laughs> uh, but interrupted by Imperium. Uh, Gunther calls out KO to teach him some discipline because all Kevin Owens does over the past couple of weeks has just been losing his temper. Like he's just a fucking, like he's just a rage freaking maniac. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. Me and Brian, me and you have just talked about that before we even got on the air here about how kind of weird. I mean, it, again, it just comes out really forced. I, yeah. I, I hate using that word sometimes because I feel like that word is really overused in this, in this wrestling community. But it really does. Like every week he's just being frantic. Like he's like, you cracked the code. Like you're not supposed to do that. Like what are you doing? Like I'm, I'm like, okay, bro. Like enough. Stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> exactly. just like, it's just like, this yeah. is not the Kevin Owens that we, we grew up freaking loving. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens could pull off a great comedic segment. No doubt. Like Kevin Owens is funny as shit. That, that's what I like about Kevin Owens. He knows when to be funny and he yeah. knows when to be serious and to be an actual badass. But this man, whatever so, yeah, this shtick he's doing, right. it just does. It's just so weird, isn't it? It's just, it's yeah. just. I don't know. I can't really explain it, but it's just weird and it's not hitting. But into the ring apron, um, Gunther is then. I mean, legit guys, like like Gunther is legit whooping this dude's ass for majority of this match. This match was damn solid, by the way. Um, yeah. Damn freaking solid match. The pace was slowed down at, at least for the majority of this match. Gunther is doing his, his, you know, his shticks. The pace is slow down. Freaking love that, man. Um, you know, so, but then finally, of course, Kevin Owens is starting to get back into the match. You know, he's hitting three, he hits, he hits three super kicks, a cannonball. He's hitting freaking fisherman busters and Gunther's just kicking out of everything. Um, Kevin Owens then hits a swanton bomb. Gunther kicks out of that. Uh, Zane, Sammy Zane and Imperium who are at ringside, they go at it. They get involved at ringside. Um, Kevin Owens, then of course, like he comes to the aid of his tag partner. He stuns Kaiser and guys, I shit you not this match for majority of this match has been damn solid. But in regards to the finish, this match ends with Gunther winning via the awe inspiring the ultra Brian and Brian. I mean, the ultra devastating. Roll up, finish. That's right, guys. Freaking a roll up. Yeah. Come on, man. After after what was such a good performance from these two, that's your finish, bro. I mean, come come on, man. I I I, I just I'm oh my god, man. Well, Brian, what does there need to say? People know how we feel about this finish and how it just it makes everybody look like a bunch of geeks. Makes no freaking sense. And again, it's like it's Kevin Owens. Like Kevin Owens, out of all people, is getting yeah. rolled up. Doesn't make any fucking sense, man. And like, and, it, and, and, and even Gunther, like, it doesn't really even fit the character of Gunther. Like he's right. like he's trying to squeeze out a victory. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand that either. But, but Gunther wins this match as he should. Um, I mean, if Gunther would have just won via his power bombs or some shit. I would have been fine with it to an extent because I'll explain why in just a second. Because um, then, I mean, it would have done not much harm to Kevin Owens. But if you have him get freaking rolled up like a turtle on its freaking shell, then that completely changed the freaking narrative. But, uh, Brian, before I go any further, your thoughts in regards to this uh, this match between Gunther and Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah, the match was damn solid, man. I I really liked the match. Definitely the best, best match of the – well – 
yeah, uh, probably the best match of the night, I'd say. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I'm with you. the the whole The whole KO shtick that he's doing, uh, it, uh, it's just not hitting. Um, you know, I, I'll even say I, I don't know. This might be like little like nitpickier or or whatever. It just so they've done it in both matches here, like the um, the uh, Becky Lynch and Sonya Deville match, like. The referee mm-hmm. like, clearly caught uh, Chelsea, you know, it, it's like it should have been a DQ finish. And mm-hmm. again, in this match, um, uh, I can't remember, it might have been Kaiser, <clears throat> you know, runs in the ring. Um, and is, it, did, did he get stunned or something? I can't really remember. Yeah, he got, he got stunned by Kevin Owens, yeah. Yeah, so again, like another DQ finish and then you just go into the roll-up. Or it should have been DQ, but, you know, just go into the roll-up. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, a crappy ending to a great match. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. And, and to kind of, and to kind of go a little further as, as we get further into our number two, it's just, again, you think Gunther and Kevin Owens, right? You think, damn, that's a pretty damn good, solid freaking that's a good feud. Like that's good shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's good shit, pal. Right. <laughs> it's just, I don't understand why, again, this has nothing to do with the match. Right, it's it's a great wrestling match, James. Like freaking, just enjoy it. Oh, I'm enjoying it. I just said I freaking enjoyed it. But again, this is where I have to just call shit out when it needs to be called out. Why are we wasting this in the middle of a raw? Like this is a this is a pay per view worthy type of freaking match that you can build to. You know, it's just like every time, like we just we continue to to put superstar A and superstar B in a match and. You know, later on, they'll face each other within the next year or two, and we expect it to have the same feel when it yeah. just doesn't. You know, it just doesn't make any freaking sense to me. It's like we haven't learned anything from WCW, <laughs> right? Like freaking Eric Bischoff will tell you that. Like he would, I remember even back in the day, um, just from watching, you know, shit from, from WCW, pretty sure there was matches like on Nitro, like Hulk Hogan and freaking Goldberg. Like those, yeah. these types of freaking matches that should be towards a pay-per-view, but, 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 you know, management would just put that shit in the middle of freaking nitro and it would, you know, people would get nothing because there's nothing else more they need to see between these two. Cause they've already seen the match. Right. It's the same thing that we always see on a Monday night raw, you know, it just, it just doesn't make, just doesn't make sense. And in, in regards to Gunther. So, so so the next segment, if I may add into this, you had Matt Riddle and Imperium. They brawled backstage, which I actually didn't mind at all either because Matt Riddle, for once, didn't sound like he was a freaking... I didn't lose brain cells listening to this freaking dude because he was just he just got straight into Kaiser's face as in, in Imperium and just beat the living shit out of them. Yeah. And, you know, people freaking... Like, that's Matt Riddle that I need to see more of. If you Every now and then, if you want him to do the 420 shit... And, and get people to crack a laugh. Okay, fine. But for at least, but you, we got to see more of this serious Matt Riddle if that's what you're doing. If you're if you're having him face Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship in the future. Exactly. You know, so I guess if that's where you're going there, but in regards to Sammy and KO and Imperium as well. So I, I guess that that's the, that, that, that's, that's where we're going. You have Gunther facing Riddle, and then you have KO and Sammy versus Imperium, Kaiser and and Vinci. When again, though, we've seen the we've seen this tag match before in the past. It's the yeah. same, you know. And it's just like, 
what else is there going to be any different? Oh, but it's going to be a great match, James. I don't give a fuck about the match. I don't care. They're going to deliver. I fucking hope they would. That's not my point. Can I get some feel, some suspense of wanting to watch the match for fucking once? I, I mean, I just don't know what. I don't, and you throw these two in the middle of a match, and again, great, damn solid, great match. I'm praising everything about the match. You need to have good wrestling to put on a good wrestling show, but that can't just be it. You got to have more than that. You know, there's got to be a consistent story and substance. So, Brian, before we move on, your your thoughts about that and and Matt Riddle and that backstage segment that he had. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely see them going, and even tying into Judgment Day, where I mean, I think Judgment Day is gonna at least be losing Damian Priest. Um, and yeah, with, with Imperium, uh, Imperium's going to win the tag titles, you know, Gunter will retain against Riddle, I think. And they're going to be the dominant faction with, or, you know, on raw, you know, holding those titles. Mm So, I mean, I'm cool with that. Um, you know, yeah, just putting Owens in this match with Gunter, because there are no plans for him and Gunter. I don't think, you know, because that's not, you know, they're going to lose the tag belts. Riddle's going to face Gunther. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe after, uh, you know, after they lose the titles, maybe he goes after Gunther. I don't know. But um, Who knows, you still got to get there first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That, that, that's what I mean. Like, we got to, like, you know, we always talk about, you know, like, oh, the match is going to be, you know, the, the match is going to be great at the pay-per-view or this match is going to be great. I'm like, okay, but can we, can we build something to get there? (laughs) Can we build like, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make, it's just so weird. Like again, Brian, we always talk about this notion of just, just having great wrestling matches. Like for example, Brian Danielson versus uh, he's fate. He challenged somebody from new Japan for forbidden door. I don't know who his name is, honestly, nor do I want to give a fuck. People are like busting a, a load over this match, and I'm like, guys, like it's gonna be a good wrestling match, and that's it. I, I mean, that's the. Th- I mean, I just I don't understand what. I, I mean, again, Brian, I always say this all the time. If you want to just see good wrestling competition, go watch freaking go watch wrestling like legit wrestling, you know, like actual competitive wrestling. Right. Go watch boxing or MMA. Go to a freaking bingo hall. You'll see all these dudes doing the same maneuvers like Danielson and freaking, you know, all these people from New Japan. You're going to see the same shit, man. You know, but but this, but this, that's that's not what WWE or hell, even AEW should be. It's supposed to be based on larger-than-life characters and stories that we give a shit about. Yeah. And that's it. So, but moving on as we'll talk, you know, a lot more about Gunther and this whole, you know, tag title situation as well as we get closer to money in the bank as well as SummerSlam. But um, up next, as we go to the women, um, the tag champs, your WWE tag champs, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, they're backstage and they're interrupted guys by Katana Chance and Caden Carter from NXT. They interrupt and they pretty much just challenge the champs straight up, straight to their face as they, this just leads into a match um, <laughs> between the two teams. So it's Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Before I go any further, man, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, and this is, it's it's good. To, I'll say this first because I have a lot more I want to say in regards to this 
to this segment. I truly, really like this tandem of Caden Carter and Katana Chance. This is the guys, the definition of a tag team, Absolutely. right? This is like legit a team. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, so that's that's what I can connect and and build. You know, especially being you know you know not you know technically I mean not fantasy booking, but again, if I were a booker and booking these two women and trying to build a tag division, I mean. I mean, freaking the sky's the limit, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep. Um, so they have this match. I want to say this was, I have about around seven to eight minutes in total. Um, maybe they were closer to that 10 minute mark, but somewhere in that range. Um, Katana Chance hits the after party, or it's just a, a 450 splash from the top rope to Ronda Rousey. Baszler pulls Rousey out of harm's way or out of that pinfall. And Baszler wins the match via the Carafuda clutch submission. And that is it. So your, your champs, of course, I mean, of course they have to win because they just won those titles. And as they beat Caden Carter and Katana Chance. So before I go any further, Brian, I'll have you start. Your, your thoughts in regards to this tag match. Yeah, I was going to um, Katana Chance and, um, oh gosh, what's the other one? Caden uh, Carter. Caden Carter, yep. Uh, man, it- I, I urge people to go back and watch some of their stuff on NXT. You're you hit the nail on the head, man. Like that's a tag team. That's mm-hmm. absolutely that's how you work as a tag team, man. It, it makes me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, granted, it's. I'm not saying they're on that level yet, but like Heart Foundation shit, just like tag team maneuvers in tandem together. You know what I mean? Like that's what tag team wrestling is or should be. Um, and man, if, if you've seen some of their stuff, I just they gel so well together, man. <laughs> they really, really yeah. do. They talk about chemistry. Yeah. They got it in spades. Um, so that being said, like, um, that being said, like, you know, you got uh, Baszler, Baszler and Rousey here. Like, I just feel like right now, like, you have to book them as, like, you know, monster heel type tag teams for the women, right? And while I just, you know, praised, like, Caden Carter and Katana Chance have their place and they're going to be stars, um, but I, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed um, – because I, I think you should you should definitely um, highlight Katana um, and that tag team, but I also think you should be building Rousey and Baszler as monsters. And so to have them in that match and to, for it to go so long, like you didn't, I feel like it didn't accomplish anything. I mean, it mm-hmm. highlighted some moves for, you know, um, Carter, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Carter and Caden, or no, I'm sorry. I'm getting their names all messed up. Katana, Katana, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. Um, it, the match just didn't hit for me. Uh, and, and that's yeah. why. Because I, I just, it, it was an okay match. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel that should have been the way you're should booking Rousey and Baszler. And I don't yeah. know. No, no, absolutely. And actually, I mean, a lot of people want to shit on Ronda Rousey and in 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 her matches for the most part. And rightfully so. I mean, there's a lot of ugly ass Ronda Rousey matches that you can go back and list off the top of your head. But this was actually a decent freaking, a decent tag match. I mean, overall. Yeah, yeah. And, but again, and 
here before I really get into this and really go freaking off because there's a lot I want to say about this before we get into this next match here. The only other positive that I have in regards to this match, beside it being decent, was that they actually gave the women time. They actually yeah. did. They gave them pretty much good amount of close to 10 minutes. But that's it. Because here's the thing, guys. Caden Carter and Katana Chance, you could say that this is their main roster debut, right? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are they why the fuck are they facing the Chag Champs? Why? Yeah, right. Why, why why on their debut are they losing straight up in their first fucking match? Could someone fucking tell me? Or are we just like it's just the you know what this was, Brian? This was the attaboy, the old college try. Right? Oh, right. you tried hard. You went toe-to-toe with, with the tag champs. The oh, get them next time. The old college, right? What the fuck, man? Are you fucking serious? This is why your your women's your women's tag division is in the fucking shitter. Because of shit like this. Let's just throw our new women's tag, you know, our, our women's tag team. Right, that we got from NXT. Let's just thrust them to the chance to, to the tag champs and have them fucking lose. That's perfect. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Now, thank God it didn't do too much damage to them because no, the match was actually went o- almost close to ten minutes. Like I mentioned, if they would have just lost within five minutes, I would have been I would have been even more <laughs> fucking amplified right now. But they at least gave them that 10 minutes, but that's all it really was. It was just an attaboy college tribe. Yeah. But the, I'm more frustrated, Brian, is that they shouldn't be fucking losing in their first match on the main roster, bro. And you, and you put them with the tag champs. Like where else do they go from here? You just thrust them to the top of the mountain. Where else do you go? <laughs> yeah. It just yeah, right. doesn't make sense. So like, I, I just, it, uh, Brian, I don't know, man. <laughs> Somebody make somebody make it make sense to me, man. Besides the match being decent and going close to ten minutes, and like you, Brian, you mentioned you you hit the nail on the head. Like it didn't really accomplish much at all. It really yeah. didn't. Um, I mean, I mean we it, it we really almost makes the, so yeah. Like I said, it, I I praise the tag team, but it makes so. You have this NXT team making their fir- their debut appearance, challenging yeah. the t- you know for the titles, and they're giving the tag team champs a hard time. It doesn't make them look too good either. You know what yeah, I mean? no, exactly right. It's just you know, and I mean, again, I would have to go back and 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 see how much time was actually in this match. I don't know how mm-hmm. close it was to ten minutes. Um, because if they went like even like 10 minutes are over, then I'm like, okay, I can understand m- making Katana chance and Kane Carr look good. But at the same time, man, you got to make your tag champs n- like make them look like they know what the fuck they're doing. This is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I don't give a shit what your personal preference is about them. You still have to book them as such. They're your tag champs. You know, you can't just have them just, you know, cause here's another thing that people want to do, Brian. It's just like, Oh, I don't care how they lose the title. Just get them off of them. Well, no, bro. Like that—that's not how you fucking yeah. book a wrestling show. It's just like just be why because you just don't like them. How about find a creative way to get the fucking title off them? Yeah. Here's the crazy concept. It's just like man. It's like I, we said the same thing about Jade Cargill. As long as that TBS championship is off of Jade Cargill, right? I don't give. I don't care because she sucked and I didn't like her. Well, right. th- that's your personal preference, dipshit. But it doesn't help her or the fucking company, you fuckface. <laughs> My <laughs> god damn it, man. 
Oh my God. It's just, oh, I, I can, I can speak a little bit more about that, but oh, I want to move on. Cause I do want to get into, I do want to get into this main event, but we'll, we'll talk of course more in regards to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler moving forward. But again, guys, I know people want to shit on them in regards to their matches. And, you know, there was talks too about them wanting to demand a, they demanded that the titles were, were, were given to them or something backstage or whatever. I have to read more into that. I saw that oh. briefly on Twitter or something. Somebody on TikTok as well, a friend that follows me or follows us on TikTok, um, sent us like a um, – or gave his thoughts about what Shayna and Ronda, I guess, said in regards to management giving them the titles. I'll have to look more into that. Maybe on a future episode we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that moving forward. But, but, yeah, I mean, listen, outside of – all the bullshit that we just exposed here. It was a decent match. And, you know, they gave Caden Carter and Katana Chance a little bit of time where it didn't overly expose them, I guess. But still, I would not have just booked this match to begin with. And that's just it. So Me too. And then up next, we have Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, Now, the bullshit just fucking continues. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet. I... Brian, I mean, just just from that alone, you hear you hear Ricochet and you think you think of Shinsuke and Ricochet in a match. You hear that and you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> why? Like, what? Why is this a thing? Like, just why? Um, guys, I don't even know. And this match, I mean, well, thankfully, this match ended in a DQ because I don't know how you would have somebody win or lose this match because Bronson Reed gets involved because he's got a little bit, I guess, beef with both of these two. Um, is because he's faced them in the past before, I guess, or whatever. Um, he lays out both men, just freaking just annihilates both both of Ricochet and Nakamura, forcing a disqualification. Bronson Reed stands tall, and that's it. So you had Bronson Reed lose um, freaking last week, I want to say, to Shinsuke. And then uh, right. now and here's the thing with 50-50 booking. You have him lose a match, and then the next week it's like, oh, he's still the diabol, He's still the vicious, tough Bronson Reed. Fuck out of here, man. Stop. That's fit. I can see that shit from like, come on, man. It's just yeah. enough, dude. You got, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, you, so you waste. So all of that just for Bronson Reed to just look, to make him look dominant because you had him lose last week to Rick or who was it? I No, it was Shinsuke. Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. last week. I just, again, Brian, I'm lost for words and. I don't like, oh, because they're both in the money in the bank ladder match. Oh, so let's put these same two people that are going to do these probably the same move sets in the ladder match and just make it a singles match. Yeah. You know, what's wrong with that? <laughs> to forget also that they're both faces. They're both just they're both just faces. Oh, whatever. It's just it's it's a good match. It's a face or a heel. It doesn't matter. Guys. Yes, it does. You need a fucking heel and you need a goddamn face to face each other. Because the crowd needs to freaking because because you know you have an antagonist that fans can boo for the for justified reasons they're not booing them just to boo them to get off their television screen and then you have the faces that you want the faces that you know fans can get behind that's what you need bro you don't throw a baby face in a fucking baby face and put them in a min, in, in a ring and say oh this is great for business this is what's gonna really get the viewership up Rick freaking Ricochet and freaking Shinsuke. Come on, man. Enough, man. Here, Brian, your thoughts. Uh, that's all I really got. Your thoughts in regards to that. Yeah, I wasn't interested in the match too much. I will say, um, you know, I like this new move Nakamura has when, uh, I mean, I just, I've never seen it before. It's pretty innovative to me where, like, uh, so he, he'll have his opponent up on the second rope kind of sitting on it. 
and he like you know he'll come like you know do like a kind of like a a slide underneath of him and pull him down like a back suplex um just a pretty cool looking move man i, I really yeah like it. no i like that move yeah yeah shinsuke's freaking good man i love that yep. maneuver yeah yep. but yeah as, as far as <clears throat> you know bronson reed coming out there like i don't know they i feel like maybe it's just me but i feel like wrestling's oversaturated with the. Uh, you know, you can go to AEW or WWE with the David and Goliath thing. Like, I don't always need to see a Bronson Reed facing Ricochet or Strowman facing a Ricochet or... They've done that a lot, man. They've yeah, done that a lot with like Ricochet. They've done that. They Shoot, they did that with Omos and, and freaking and Seth. Yeah. Freaking uh, freaking backlash, right? They've done that with a lot of freaking Omos. You have freaking Braun Strowman. Uh, as well as others, people that are doing the same type of shtick. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's weird. So, I mean, it's really weird. You know, and I know Bronson Reed had, like, the triple threat with with Lashley and Theory, um, but I would even say, like, Theory is more of a smaller guy in comparison. Um, but, yeah, man, like, put, you know, <laughs> like, why, why is, like, um, you know, Reed and Otis or Reed and, 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 um, Oh, geez, you just said his name. Uh, Omos or, Omos, yep. you know, anything like that. Like, I don't know what the, the obsession is with having to have this like 350 pound dude face a guy that's a buck 50 soaking wet. I, I don't get it. Um, it. It's good every once in a while. Sure. But it seems like they're, that's all they're kind of focusing on with like the big guys is just let them, you know. Let's see him squash Ricochet. Okay. <laughs> I don't, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know where they're going with this. Um, obviously, gosh, I can't think of, of who all is still in the Money in the Bank match, but obviously Shinsuke mm -hmm. or Ricochet, they both can't win. So I don't know if you're trying, you know, to set up a feud here between Reed yeah. and one of them. Shinsuke, maybe, since he's the one that beat him. I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see. We shall see, yeah. So, right now, I mean, you only have Shinsuke, you have Ricochet, and then you have LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, whoever gets added within that, I mean, I don't know. Does does Dominic and Cody maybe get involved? Because um, in a segment that we're going to get into in just a second here, can maybe hint that to some degree. I don't know. Especially Brock. It's clear as day that Brock is it's pretty much done until SummerSlam. Yeah. So, just kind of throwing that out there, you know, people can let that marinate however they want to, however they want to do such, but, but yeah, but, but speaking of that, as we go into our number three, we have Ms. TV with special guest, Cody Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes, he hits the ring. He's still got the broken cast or the, the, the cast with the broken arm and everything. Miss says Cody looks very dashing. <laughs> this was actually fun. This was actually funny. He's like yeah. jamming out to freaking Cody's freaking song. He did this, and, and, you know, and everything. So Miz is, again, Miz knows when to be funny, man. I, I Again, the Miz to me is very, he's very underappreciative, honestly. Um, you know, is he great? No, but is he good? Is he consistent? Absolutely he is. So I give Miz he's credit. He's one of those guys, like, he's not great at anything, but he's good at everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's consistent yeah. at everything. Anything this, right. this dude does, he, you expect this dude to be consistent and to be pretty darn freaking good. So, yeah, but yeah props, to, props to the Miz for, for that. So 
Uh, Cody then just, he goes on, of course, talking about Brock and he says how the beast is in hibernation. <laughs> right. So, and of course, you know, going about the broken arm and this saying how stupid it is for this dude to challenge Brock with the broken arm and this and that. Right. And Miz invites Dominic Mysterio to the ring alongside Rhea Ripley. The crowd immediately boos. Again, I just like, <laughs> I, I it, here's what, here's what I want to say before I go any further. Uh, I don't know if you get the same vibe, uh, Brian, but I can't help but think but the way Dominic could just attract heat the way he's been getting. It reminds me a lot of Vicky Guerrero. Remember how Vicky Guerrero would talk and everybody sure. would just boo the living shit out of her? I don't know. I get that same type of vibe. I just like the way, you know, again, I can understand maybe some people not being on board with it, especially how it's kind of, you know, we've talked about it, how there's been some pros and cons about the whole the whole booing and stuff like that. But, you know, just speaking from a, from a positive light here. Um, I think it's freaking. I think it's, I think it's cool. And I, and I think it's really, it's again, Dominic doesn't have to say anything. The crowd just freaking boos him because they want to see this dude, you know, just, they just don't like him. You know, not that they want to see him off of his television screen. Like, just get the fuck off my TV. Like, what are you doing? Like, no, like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to boo this dude. Cause I want to see this dude get beat up. He's got a punchable face and everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for so sure. So yeah, so that that's my thoughts about with Dominic and Vicky Guerrero and that whole comparison. I just it reminds me a lot of that in in, in many ways. But um, you know, Dom, so Dominic is on the mic. Finally, you know, he's able to talk on the microphone. Um, he calls Cody a little birdie with a broken wing, and then he kind of makes a comparison about saying, like, "No, you're just like my, you're just like Ray. You're just like my, you're just a deadbeat dad. You know, you, you know, it's like look at you. You know, you got a broken arm. You should be healing your wounds. You should be going to your family. You should be taking care of your family. But no, you're here. You know, because you don't care. You're a deadbeat, just like my, just like how my father was a deadbeat because he didn't care about me or whatever. Um, and then freaking, you know, Cody Rhodes gets on the mic. He says some words to Dom. And he says, uh, he's like, listen, you know, I know Rey Mysterio has made a lot of mistakes because I'm looking at one. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at a mistake right in front of me. Um, you know, they both, Dominic and Rhea, they turn to walk away. Uh, Cody also turns his back as well. You know, Dominic comes up from behind and just slaps the living shit out of Cody Rhodes. And he hides behind freaking Rhea. And then they slowly leave their way out of the ring. And then freaking Cody's like, well, shit, like I want to punch somebody with this cast who I want to punch the freaking Miz. Miz, here you go. And just yeah. freaking delivers a blow to freaking Miz, knocking his lights out with the cast. Um, and that's it. The, you know, Dominic and Rhea, you know, continue to walk up the rampway. Cody Rhodes is left in the ring. And that is your segment to start hour number three. So before I say anything, Brian, I'll have you start your thoughts on this Miz TV segment. <sighs> I don't know. Confusing, maybe. <laughs> um, look, I, you know, gosh, I don't know. So, okay, you're <clears throat> you're telling the hard time story with Cody Rhodes. So you're telling me now that Dom is part of the hard times. Um, and listen, I, I could get behind a, a match or a feud, but between Dom and Cody. But why are we doing the deadbeat dad thing? Like you seriously, like you couldn't come up with anything better <laughs> than that than to just repeat what you just did with Dom. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I could be on board with it. I just don't know if, if you're just telling the deadbeat dad story, then fuck no. Like why, why are you telling the same story? Um, and again, it doesn't fit. 
Cody's story, if you're still trying to continue the hard times that he's just faced Brock and now he's going to fight Dom. Okay. And, and really, but my, my biggest issue really with it all is like, when was Mania? April whatever? April 2nd. Or April 2nd was night two and night one was April 1st. So, yeah. So, we're first, now first day of April. two months since then. And really, like, all Rhea Ripley has been since that time is kind of just Dom's chick, it kind of feels like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah, like, it, Rhea has had, like, no feuds, no storylines, nothing really built around her, it seems like, right now. And, look, Dom can have the spot. I'm not saying, like, don't do anything with Dom, but she's your fucking world champion who, you know, man, in the past year had did, has done great shit to get to that point, And now it's two months later and you've done nothing. Um, so yeah, all around, I mean, I just, I just felt it was confusing. Um, and if you want to do something with Dom and Cody, cool. Um, I, I think they could have, uh, you know, really good matches and tell a good story, but the deadbeat dad thing. No, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I guess that's where they're. I don't know if they'll face in a Money in the Bank match or I don't know, but I guess they're going to have a match somewhere. Yeah, so he, here's what I'll say to that. Um, and you're not wrong. It, it definitely is weird that Dominic is making references in regards to his story with Ray. Um, so I definitely hear where you're coming from there. But here's what I'll say, and Brian, we talked a little bit about this before we also uh, before we also started this. I honestly would not mind a filler type of match to get to Brock that involves Dominic and Cody. I actually would be more entertained with Dominic and Cody Rhodes than I would be for a third rubber match with Brock and Cody that has no fucking story or anything at all. You know what I mean? It's just it, that's that's just genuinely how I genuinely how I freaking feel. Um, and I thought the segment I thought was, I thought was fine. Um, I thought the segment was fine. I thought the connection was fine. I thought again, even though, and I can, I can hear where people coming from again, it wasn't great, but it, I don't, I don't think it was bad. It was fine. Um, I think it was definitely more of the positive, at least somewhat of more positive lights in the show. Um, in regards to, I mean, so whether they face each other, Cause it's probably, if I had to, if I had to, as of right now, cause I'll have to know more in regards to the situation, but I would probably say they're going to probably face each other in money in the bank yeah, in that ladder match, probably. Um, and maybe tell some type of a story before getting to Brock, maybe Brock gets involved to set up that match at SummerSlam. So however they go about, I mean, I don't know, do they have a, do they just, well, I mean, I mean, shit, Cody's already wrestled with the freaking broken cast, so it's not like he can just do that on a Monday Night Raw, I guess, right? But sure. I, I don't know. This whole, even though the segment was fine, I acknowledge that it was decent and how I think Dominic and Cody Rhodes in a filler type of match and somewhat of a story could actually work because it's I would be more entertained in that than a rubber match with him and Brock Lesnar. Still... Like you mentioned, there's still a lot of freaking issues with this. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just really weird how but again, man, it's that struggle. It's that adversity, man. It's that adversity, baby. It's that freaking he's earning it, man. You know, that's what I'm that's saying. Just... Like, I mean, 
if you weren't telling that story with Cody, like the hard times thing, then, and, and yeah, like both the segment itself, like, you know, Dom, how he pulled it off and Cody and even Rhea. Yeah, it was good. But I, I just, so you go from getting your ass kicked and kicking Brock's ass to, to now, to now, um, Dom, uh, it does nothing to to further the hard time story that you're obviously telling. I guess that's yeah. that's my point with it. And then you're mm-hmm. going about no. it with the deadbeat dad shtick. Eh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. It, like it kind of also reminds. It's funny you mentioned that. It's funny how it's it reminds me a lot of like the bloodline story with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. How ev- for the past month it was all just about you know solving a problem that is seven that that is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens right mm-hmm. kind of that repetitive type of notion to where okay like if you haven't solved this fucking problem for the last six to seven then what the fuck are we doing right <laughs> and so yeah so I I can I can see it kind of getting to that extent where every freaking feud. <laughs> that Dominic is involved in. It's like, oh, you're just like my dad. You're a deadbeat or something. <laughs> right. No, so no, I I definitely hear you. I, to where that could legit get stale. There's no doubt that this whole shtick with Dominic um, you know, doesn't get stale. There, there of course, of course it can. But in regards to Brock, where there's just nothing to nothing to latch on to. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me I I I I would want to either see Dominic versus Cody or Cody versus Brock, I'm taking Dominic versus Cody Rhodes, man. Um, and that's that's just it. If I have to make if I have to make the choice, if you take a bullet to my or a, a gun to my freaking head, then that's the choice I'm making because at least I'm getting somewhat of a story. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, but no, but no, you're but you're not wrong, Brian. In regards to this, it is very weird in regards to Dominic and his, the way the promos and how he's referencing the same stuff. It, it's definitely, a, it's a concern and it's a red flag for definitely for things to come, but I guess we'll see. So, yeah. who, I mean, I don't know if they face each other in the middle of a Monday night raw. Do they also face each other money in the bank? I guess we'll find out, but, right. um, and it wouldn't shock me. Cause I mean, we've also, there's also been talks about Cody also winning money in the bank. I mean, shoot. I mean, he's going to win it with a broken arm. That wouldn't freaking shock me when it comes to this company, but, but we'll see, I guess. Freaking anything in regards to this company, Brian. (laughs) He's not human. He's freaking, how does he have it in him? (laughs) Oh my God. Like climb it with one arm. Seriously. (laughs) Right. Oh man. They would do that, bro. They yeah, will fucking sure. do that. Yeah. I can see it come. I can see it now from, you know, all the way to money in the bank in London. Seriously. Um, up next was our next money in the bank qualifying match. This was Zoe Starks versus Natalia. Uh, Zoe Starks wins, wins this match via a botched uh, C360. Yes, it was botched. It was more on Natalia's end because she just didn't really didn't know how to take the finisher. You could kind of tell, like she kind of sold it really weird. I think that's just being unfamiliar with the move. Um, you know, which is kind of just, again, if you're going to put these two women on, on fucking television, on national television, then you might want to make sure the chemistry is there. I I just, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's not, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me, but especially if it's just for a four minute match. I mean, yeah, Zoe Starks wins the match for four minutes. She's in the money in the bank ladder match. So 
that's it, really. I mean, you kind of knew that once Becky Lynch was in it. So yeah, I I, I don't I don't know. I I just didn't really care. Even with Trish Stratus at ringside, I didn't really couldn't really latch on to anything really. I mean, and that's, and that's no shit. It's just Natalia. It's just anything that Natalia's involved with. They've done this woman, Brian, so fucking horribly where like you, it's like every time I see this woman come across television, I'm just like, can this be done? Like, can this, like, I already know what's about to happen. She's just about to lose in two to three minutes. Like, like what are we doing to this poor woman? I understand people are maybe not be big fans of Natalia, but nobody deserves this. To just get treated like a fucking schmuck every week. It's just, come on, man. It, it's yeah. just so freaking dumb. But Zoe Starks wins the match. I mean, there was a four-minute match. There's nothing really much to talk about. The met, the move, the finishing move was botched, and that's it. It was just kind of just a what the fuck type of situation. Brian, your thoughts, my man? Yeah, I mean, this was obviously to get Zoe Stark, uh, you know, advancing in money in the bank, and you know, they're obviously, you know giving her a a push right now. We'll see how far it goes. But I mean, I I like, you know, what I've seen from her so far. Um, And Natalia, yeah, I mean, she's, she's at this point, she's like, as far as the female division goes, she's the, the Dolph Ziggler of the female division, right? She's there to, to make other people look good. Um, That's, that's kind of why she's there. Uh, yeah, and I mean, at this point, there, there's with with the talent that's already you know around her. I mean, it's not like she's. I I don't see her in any like meaningful program or storyline in the near future. Um, I think that's kind of just her role in the company now is is more of you know uh, getting some of the ladies work and, and making them as look good as, as they can. Cause she is, I mean, she, I, like, I wouldn't say she's like one, she definitely has her moments as far as like botches and stuff like that. But for the most part, I, I think she handles herself pretty well in the ring um, and makes people look good. So mm-hmm. like, that's, that's what she is now. Exactly. Yeah. Just to make everybody look good and just yeah. for her to be the jobber. Because that's what she's been over the past couple of years, so yeah. and that's really it. Um, up next, I didn't, I don't have this word for word, but Paul Heyman was said some words backstage or wherever he was at in regards to Jay Uso and how he needs to, he'll be making his decision. That's pretty much kind of the notion. I didn't right. didn't really have this word for word, but that's pretty much what it is. Um, there was a video package for majority of the first hour was in, about this bloodline storyline. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to harp too much about it cause we'll, we'll talk more about this later on the week in regards to SmackDown, but yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just, again, I, again, I don't know if <laughs> with Paul Heyman again, does he have his visitors pass? Does he have his visitor pass in his pocket or something? I, I don't well, know. But... It, was, it was a video or no, was he there? See, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if he's backstage or maybe this was like pre-taped, like in a, so I don't know. Yeah, I, so, I thought I mean, it was pre-taped, but yeah, I could be. Yeah, was, if it was pre-taped, then I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously we knew that ahead of time that this is going to be this week in the story and is going to be revolved around Jay and the decision that he makes. Is he, is he Does he align with his brother or is he going to align with, uh, with the tribal chief himself, Roman and solo. So, 
Um, but we'll talk more about that as, you know, Paul Heyman cuts a short promo there. But And then Indusheer pretty much just beats the living shit out of Cedric and Shelton. <laughs> Um, so they, the, the refs just called the match off. They beat, they beat yeah. both of these motherfuckers up before the bell. Um, and the match is off and then Indusheer just continues to lay out Cedric some more, which I actually like. I just wish it was to an actual jobber and not one of your actual active right. members of your fucking roster. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I have no words for it, man. And Again, I just wish I just wish to God they just they just have something for these for these men for the amount of TV time that they've been given over the past couple of weeks with these jobber matches and stuff. I just hope there's something there, and this is not another Veer Mahan type of in his solo run a couple freaking months years ago. But I don't know, Brian, your thoughts if you have any before we get into this main event. Uh, just real quick, I mean the Heyman thing. Um, didn't he say it was just a, a little bit weird? He said something about like you know, the Usos actually being, or, you know, Jay's, yeah, he's the twin of, of Jimmy, but, you know, the real brotherhood is him and Solo or, or something along those lines. Like he was closer to Solo than his twin, uh, which I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It was just, to me, it was a little weird, but whatever. It's still, I mean, shit, that's going to be the best part of SmackDown. <laughs> no question about it. So, you know, it is what it is. Um and yeah, the the Indusheer thing. Yeah, I just wonder, like, what, why do that to to Shelton and Cedric? Because um, yeah, this was literally they hit Cedric with two moves. He he got a clothesline, and then like the elbow drop from the from the ropes. That was it. But two moves, and he's out. Mm-hmm. Can't continue the match. Yep. Um, so again, yeah, like we talked about it last week, I, I think Indusheer should be booked as monsters like that. But why you're doing that to, you know, so Cedric Alexander, who's had this, you know, big career, just he gets hit with two moves and he's out. Okay. Um, but yeah, no harm. I mean, I, I don't know. Because shit, they've never done shit with Cedric or Shelton, really. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of par for the course, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, the, especially with Shelton Benjamin, man. Like, I mean, I think he was pretty decent on the mic and in the ring, man. <laughs> in the ring, that guy's awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, this dude's been this dude's been involved with a lot of memorable moments in in, yeah. in this company, and this dude is just like I forget this dude even has a fucking job. <laughs> I'm being dead serious when I say that. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. you know, we thought that there was going to be something with the hurt business, and now. I guess there's not. I, I, I don't. I just don't understand yeah. what what we're doing with these two. It's just like, I don't know. It just makes good, no freaking yeah. sense to me. Good at for Indusheer. Uh, we just <laughs> yeah, good for all right. Good for Indusheer. And we yeah. just hope that there's just something for them. And again, WWE. Just if you're gonna put them on television for this amount of time, just don't fuck it up, man. Just yeah. give, give at least have something long. We hope to God that you have something long term for these for these fucking individuals. Yeah, something, absolutely. but. We shall say main events, Seth fricking Rollins versus Damian priest for the world heavyweight title. Finn Balor gets involved into this match. Uh, Rollins gives him a super kick for good measure. Um, Priest hits the South of heaven choke slam. Rollins kicks out at two and nine tenths. Uh, Priest tells Balor why he's out there. So priest is confused. Like he legit, 
you know, wanted freaking Balor to stay in the back. So he's like yeah. confused. Like, dude, I told you to stay in the back. Why are you out here? Um, so yeah. So, uh, priest goes for his razor's edge. The shoulder gives out. He's playing off the injured shoulder in the match. Rollins hits a super kick, a right hand to the back of the head and a stomp for the W as Seth Rollins retains and Seth Rollins and Finn Balor just stare down in the middle of the ring and Monday night raw just goes off the air. So a stare down between Finn and Seth Rollins. So guys, what what are we doing? We're we're getting another match with Finn and Seth Rollins. It's well, James, it's Finn Balor and Seth freaking Rollins. Like, what's their night, bro? Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Didn't we just see this same match a month ago? Yeah. In this freaking tournament for this title? Correct me if I'm wrong as well. We saw these same two fucking people compete for the United States Championship six to five months ago. Can can can, can somebody put two and two together for me? Because what the fuck are we? That this is this this is what we got to to tell another a Finn Balor and Seth Rollins potential match at what Money in the Bank? I guess for London. But guys, we've seen the match how many fucking times? Yeah. So, oh, but it's a good match. I don't give a fuck. I've seen the match. I've seen these two wrestle many, so many times. It doesn't, I don't give a fuck about the match, bro. I've seen them face for the United States title. I've seen them fight in this tournament for this said title. What is there to be that, to get your dick that fucking hard for? I don't understand it. It's just like, but but here we are. And now there's this notion that Priest is going to get kicked out of the Judgment Day. Guys, pl- please, someone say psych to me. Like, like, like honestly, no, I, if I that is legit... I mean, fucking God's sake, man. I, I mean, because I'll say this, Brian, before I send this off to you and your final thoughts here. Like, I, I've made this notion a lot in regards to Seth and how, like, guys, to me, this World Heavyweight Championship is no better than the United States Championship. It's just like, okay, Seth Rollins. We all wanted Seth to win this world title. How is it that much different this character is that much different to when he held the United States Championship. He's he's wrestling the same fucking people. He's having the open challenges that he did with the United States Championship. You're just getting more action. What the fuck is different? Somebody tell me. There's nothing else. Yeah. Okay, it's a notch. Oh, well, it's a world title. Okay, just because of that notion, it's like a, it's a centimeter or a leverage like this much over the... That's it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else that's different. Finn Balor is going to take another fucking loss for no goddamn fucking reason. <laughs> I, I, what, to, to, to tell us, to, to tease a split with the Judgment Day here? I, I don't understand what we're doing. So, Seth, so, you know, again, everybody got what they wanted in regards to Seth winning this title. But you're still getting the same thing that we've been getting five to six months ago. You're getting open challenges. You have the same character that's now holding a world title. It's no different to the United States title. And that's it. You know, Damian Priest takes a loss for no reason. He's lost to Bad Bunny. He lost in that triple threat in for this said title in that, you know, world championship tournament. And now he's losing. And now he's losing last night. Somebody makes sense of it. Somebody. Besides it being a good match, because if that's the only excuse you have for me, 
then, you know, then we're, we're in deep fucking shit. <laughs> that that's, that's all I got. So Brian, your thoughts in regards to this main event. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that is the story they're going with, with this. Like, I, I don't think this, you know, this thing with Damien and Finn and Seth, like, I don't really think it's about the title so much. I, I, I think this, this, this feud or whatever is to break up judgment day. You know what I mean? Like it's not, um, I don't know. I, I guess it's not centered around Seth. So I don't know how to put it. Um, Cause he, I don't think he's losing to the title to either one of those guys. And like I said, I just feel it, it was just too soon to rush for Damien because um, I do think he's going to get there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think they're using this as the catalyst to to break up Judgment Day. So, um, and and for for um, uh, Priest to turn face, like that's that's going to be the the end result here, you know. So um, you know, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, right now, I, I think. Damien is is doing so good like I, I don't I don't want him don't need him to turn face um yeah I don't know it's but just I, I yeah no it's... What, I think that's what this this whole story is about is them breaking up and him turning face oh f- oh for sure I mean they're yeah. already yeah I mean and they're already teasing it and I mean the fact yep. that they're doing this is a fucking joke if you want to add people like JD McDonough because that there's been talks about that right if you want to do that but that's fine don't freaking just don't kick Damien priest to the curb. Like that's just, I mean, you want to talk about a downgrade, Brian, I'm sorry. I know there's fans of JD McDonough out there. That's watching this. And again, that's, this is no shade to y'all, but yeah, that would be a downgrade for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like we're replaced. We're going to add JD McDonough and we're going to give freaking Damien priest Das boots. Like, (laughs) I I mean, somebody make fucking sense of it, man. I don't understand what this is, how this is helping anybody. Yeah. It's, it's not even helping your world champion. I right. mean, no, no. I mean, you're, you're telling me like, but again, guys, besides it being a good wrestling match, what is there to latch onto? Because we've the seen the match. How many, th- I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, it's the judgment day and, and Seth Rollins is not even a part of that story. Right. With the split of the judgment day. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's in the same true. regards Absolutely. to Roman Reigns and telling a story with the bloodline. He doesn't need to hold a title to tell that story with his freaking cousins. Right. He doesn't. I just, I mean, fuck me. Oh my God. It's just <laughs> this company is ass fucking backwards. Oh, and then the people, oh, well, it's, you know, blame Vince McMahon because he was backstage last, last night. No, motherfucker. I'm blaming both Triple H and Vince because how many times, Brian, do I come on this microphone because it's legit honest truth. This is a Triple H and Vince McMahon production. It has been that way since this whole, this whole, you know, since Vince McMahon pretty much retired because he's always had the hand in the cookie jar. I said it from day one that the dude never left um, because it's, it's, it's the honest truth. If you guys think that this dude was officially retired and sipping on pina coladas on a fucking island somewhere, you, you don't know Vince McMahon. You just don't. Um, but yeah, and then ever since this whole endeavor shit started, this has been an operation of Triple H and Vince McMahon. And this is what you're getting for the test of time. So uh, again, man, the only thing that you can latch onto 
is is the bloodline. That's Pretty it. Yep. That is legit it. I mean, it is ridiculous how we just continue to evolve everything around Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is no shade to Roman. We love freaking Roman. Like we said at the top of the show, you were looking at the two advocates that have been praising Roman Reigns since we started this these podcasts, since we started this platform. But there comes a time where we got to call shit out when it needs to be called out. Yeah, and the sure. fact that they're not doing anything to get anybody else excited that's not named Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman it is, is fucking ridiculous. Because if because with because outside of that, there's nothing. There is absolutely fucking nothing. I know I sound like a broken record, but guys, it's the truth, man. And until WWE gets their head out of their freaking ass, who knows if the, if that is even possible at this point now? Um, but yeah, this is what you're gonna get. You're just gonna get the bloodline. You're just gonna get Roman. You're just gonna tell this beautiful story, which has been great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shading it. It's a great story, and we all love it. But we gotta get something else, man. There's gotta be consistency. I want to show from top to bottom that I am intrigued by, that I am on the edge of my seat. I don't want to just wait for the main event to say, oh, okay, finally, I can wake up and I can brush my eyes off and now I can freaking be engaged with the show. I don't want to do that, man. You know, every time I take notes, right? You see these notes? I don't want to go through taking these fucking notes and, and feel like it's a fucking chore. I don't want to, because because I know what's going to happen. Oh, the Judgment Day come out to start the show. They call somebody out for a match later in the night freaking you know C- cody rhodes is going to talk about you know freaking with us he's going to come out with his broken cast and he's going to try to struggle and earn it more enough man it's got to be something else there's i find it hard to believe that this is the best and i mean the best that they can fucking do that this is the oh, best they have to offer right. absolutely not brian your final thoughts before we end this yeah i agree with you there it's absolutely not the best they have to offer and um, I, you know, yeah, the, the bloodline story has been freaking fantastic, but if you don't have any surrounding stories or anything up even near close to that level, like, I don't know, man, like why, um, I don't know. There's just so many opportunities for other people that, uh, you can have more than one plate spinning at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. It's ridiculous, man. You know, it's it's just, you know, I, I, I've i lost words, Brian. I, I, there's times where this company just leaves me speechless to where I just shake my head and laugh because I don't know what else to say anymore, man, because yeah. it, there's just nothing. It's just it sucks, man. It just it really sucks because we mentioned this as well last week about how you see the potential Right. You see the potential with a lot of these people, mm-hmm. how they're the the potential is oozing out of these wrestlers and trying to make something out of nothing. But they're given the freaking just the short end of the stick and legit the the drizzling shits every time in regards to their booking. Yeah. And it's just nothing's getting anybody intrigued and people wonder why ratings are down. Right. The business is fine because they're making record revenue, right? They're yeah. going to make a whole lot of money with that freaking beautiful, with that <laughs> beautiful freaking gold title that they got now. Freaking, they're going to sell that shit on at Target and Walmart. 
freaking little kids are going to freaking wear it. Oh, they're making bank, Brian. They're, oh, they're making yeah, no record freaking revenue. But in regards to ratings and regards to metrics and these numbers, they are in the fucking shitter. But as long as they have that money, man, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're big, they're fat, they're lazy, they're fat. They got all this money because like you mentioned, Brian, and we're going to continue to say it, there's nothing for this company left to prove because they made all this money. Their back is not up against the wall. There's no WCW. There's no Nitro. There's what is there to worry about? AW, Dynamite. You see the numbers that they're fucking drawing in. You think they're worried about them? Come on, man. And we're going to continue to kiss Tony Khan's ass like he's doing a great job, like he hasn't lost half of his fucking audience. But (laughs) let's just keep kissing their ass, man. And that's the thing. As long as we just keep saying everything is great, you know, Roman Roman winning was the right call. Now, this makes sense. I like this. I like that. I don't like this. Guys, you know, you have to read the fucking room. You have to read the room and understand that what is what is working and what is not working. And that's it. Thank you guys once again for tuning into another episode of Ruthless Talk. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for our next episode. That is going to be either Thursday or Friday. We don't have a, exact, a, an exact date of when that episode is going to be. We're going to be talking uh, Dynamite as well as NXT. Um, that is going to be Thursday or Friday. And of course, we're back at it for SmackDown. Um, and of course, I'm sure a lot of... Uh, more story is going to be told in regards to the bloodline um, with this coming SmackDown um, as well. Of course, we got money in the bank coming up in just a couple of weeks. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that as there's going to be another big review plan coming up just for that. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys continue to follow us on our social medias. Make sure to join us, our join our Facebook group, as well as our Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. We have officially surpassed over 700 freaking followers. Holy nice. freaking shit, man. Unbelievable how the freaking that platform has grown by the day and by the freaking week. And we've pretty much have grown what about almost 500 plus followers in the past. I want to say what two and a half months. Yeah, so it, it has been it has been yeah it, it has been tremendous so again if you guys are coming across this platform for the first time that you know that you know coming from those platforms you know we welcome you man you know every time you know for the people that have hit that follow button you guys are officially a part of this community and we are so happy to have you so make sure you guys stay tuned for more content and of course you know you know spread the word man continue to spread the word because this is the platform that you want to be on for the test of time so brian your final words my man before we end this show Oh man, yeah! Shout out to all the followers as well, man. Um, and uh, I guess within the wrestling uh, world, looking forward to to uh, hearing Jay Uso this Friday, man. Um, that's that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's it, man. That yeah. is legit it. Because outside of the bloodline, there's jack shit, and that's yep. not just our personal opinion. It's just the reality. And like we said at the top of the show, that's just the facts. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. That's going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.